You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. E-S-N-Y. Welcome back, everybody. This is the Fantasy Sports Playbook. This is Dotto. And if you guys listened to the previous show, I really wanted to get an NBA DFS podcast going. Mostly a daily one, because there's just not a lot of reliable podcasts out there that are going to give you the daily grind of the NBA season. I'm looking to be that guy for you guys. I'm here. I want to help you guys win at fantasy, especially basketball, because I have a passion for it. I've done very well in cash games over the last two seasons, and I want to kind of share some of my hints, my strategies, what I like to target, what teams I like to target against, and everything else that has to do with the DFS slate for the NBA. Now, this is 6.45 on Tuesday. It's going to be the day before the big slate on Wednesday comes out. This is obviously opening day, but DraftKings still hasn't put out their pricing or anything like that. So this one's going to be a little bit different because I'm going to tell you the players that I like. The reasons why I like them, if they're GPP, if they're a cash play, and everything around that. Now, I want to be able to build something here, and I want to be able to interact with the listeners. So if we start getting enough feedback, and start getting enough positive you know, reviews, I like to do like a daily tournament of the listeners, of the elite sports listeners, of anybody else that's doing this, I would like to get a minute, you know, maybe do a dollar, two dollar, and on Fridays make it like five, and then, you know, shout out the winners, talk about how cool it is, you know, that we're interacting, and we can build lineups together. That's going to take some time, but for now, I really just want to talk about Wednesday Slate. This is basically the second night, but it's going to be the first night, because the first night only had two games, the Pelicans and the Raptors. And the two LA teams. Um, just looking at the slate, it's a pretty juicy one. There's a lot of great matchups that I like. I mean, there's a couple games that stick out to me. Um, the Phoenix and Sacramento game is going to be juicy. I like this game for cash game. I like this for GPPs. I like it all over the board. It's just going to be fantasy goodness. That's going to be one of the games that I'm going to target. Now, what makes this game pretty, you know, intriguing is the pace. Both teams play at a fast pace. Both teams don't really have any elite defenders. Maybe I mean maybe Aiton, but that dude I don't know. He he's he's hit or miss with me. I'm still not really sold on that guy. So when I'm looking for matchups, I'm looking at games again. The Boston Minnesota game should be a pretty high scoring team event. The Celtics don't have Al Horford again, so I'm gonna like to target their opposing centers because Anus Canner does not believe in playing defense, and that's gonna lead to fantasy goodness. Minnesota, except for Robert Covington, there's not many good defenders on the team. Andrew Wiggins has flashes, but if someone's bigger than him, faster than him, kind of really struggles. Um, 
The Cleveland-Orlando game is going to be interesting because both teams stink. And that's going to be a game that I'd like to maybe pick a player or two from here because they're going to be relatively cheap because there's no stars on either team. Maybe Vucevic. I love playing that dude, and this is going to be probably a good time to attack him. Um, again, that Orlando-Cleveland game, the Sacramento and Phoenix game, Boston-Minnesota is going to be a sneaky shootout. I think both teams are pretty decent. Boston's not going to be the same. They lost, obviously. I mean, Brooklyn-Minnesota is going to be a juicy one. I said Boston because I saw Kyrie Irving. Uh, BK might be a decent defending team. They have Jared Allen and um, DeAndre Jordan, who I love this year. So if you're going to attack Brooklyn, you're going to attack the guards and Kyrie Irving. So in Minnesota, you can attack them everywhere except for small forward. Uh, Dallas-Washington is going to be a little bit of a slower-paced game, but we know who's going to score there. It's going to be the Dantage. It's going to be Kristaps, but he's going to be in a minute. Restric restriction, so I don't know how confident we can really feel in him. Washington, they're going to have Bradley Beal and then a bunch of dudes around them just kind of trying to give him the ball. Um, Denver-Portland's going to be, it's going to be a good NBA game. I don't know how great it's going to be for DFS purposes. Both teams play at a slow pace. Denver is, they have so much talent, except for, like, at center, but even then, they can play Miles Plumlee at center and kind of relieve Jokic. Um, Portland, you know who scores for them, but again, they're a slow offense. I, I like the addition of Whiteside, but again, that's just going to slow him down. He's a big, lugging center, and, you know... I like Portland. You can know where the points come from. It's going to come from Dane. It's going to come from CJ. And Denver just has so many options. It's just like last year when Will Barton got hurt or Gary Harris went out for a couple games, you knew who to target. Right now everyone's healthy, so it's going to be hard to target just one person except for Jokic and maybe Jamal Murray. Um, Utah and OKC, that's going to be a slow-paced game. That's going to be a really slow-down game, but there are some individuals that I really like in this matchup. Both centers are very good defensive centers, and they might beat up on each other a little bit. But in the past, I know both have fared decently against each other, and once like when that one gets in foul trouble, that other one will feast. So in that case, I kind of like the centers, but we'll get to that later on. Small forward, TJ Warren. Um, small forward's a little, little kind of thin most nights, and... The Pacers in Detroit, I mean, TJ Warren's one of the guys I like in that game because he puts up buckets, but that's going to be a slow-paced game. And there's been a pretty big injury to one of the star players in the game. We'll get to that. So that game might, you might want to avoid because there's not each team, it's just going to be slow-paced, and they're not going to score a lot. And then fantasy basketball, especially daily, you want possessions, you want a high pace, and you want a high-scoring game. This is not one of them. Well, it'll match up San Antonio and the Knicks. Um, I like San Antonio players. They're gonna, their money people are gonna be LaMarcus Olders and DeMar DeRozan. I like them against New York Knicks. Knicks aren't gonna play any type of defense. So, if you want to target some Spurs, I don't mind that. Knicks, I don't like playing against the Spurs. They, they're kind of like the Patriots of the NBA. You have a star player, they're gonna try and take them out. So, even the R.J. Barrett first NBA game going against San Antonio is not gonna be great. Julius Randle is kind of We'll get to him, but he's kind of matchup proven. I like him this game. And Philly-Boston is a game that I really like. Should be, It's going to be probably one of the best games of the sleep. Um, Philly has its stars, its stack lineup, and a decent bench. Boston is just kind of average players everywhere, but it's going to be interesting to see how they play out the minutes, and that's really going to determine who I like and who I don't like in this game. So, 
like to start off every podcast like I just did, kind of look at the games, preview which games I like, which games I like to target, which ones I'm avoiding, and why I like these games. So, now we're going to get into the plays at point guard. Kyrie Irving against Minnesota and Jeff Teague. Jeff Teague is, he's as average as you can get for an NBA player. He doesn't do anything great. He does literally everything average. He's not a great defender. He's not very fast. He's not big. He's 6'3", but you can you can bully him. Um, I like Kyrie. The whole offense, Brooklyn's going to just feed Kyrie the ball. He's probably going to be the highest-priced point guard on the slate and probably rightfully slow. So, so Kyrie's a good play tonight. He's going to be one of the top three price players, but if you're going to pay up for someone, you want somebody in Kyrie's position where a good matchup, high shooting percentage, um, high user user rate. He just met, he checks all the check boxes that you really want in a player. So Kyrie's a player I really like tonight. Problem is he gets one dimensional. He just scores. Doesn't really pass. Doesn't play defense. So he doesn't get a lot of defense stats. He'll get a couple steals if he goes against a lazier point guard. But Jeff Teague's not one of them. He holds onto the ball pretty well. So again, Kyrie's a good play, and he can explode for sixty fantasy points. When you're paying up your top player tonight, you're going to pay for, and Kyrie's going to be one of them. You need to, you need to ask yourself, can they get me 50 fantasy points? You're looking for that 50 burger. Can Kyrie get you the 50 burger tonight? Absolutely. Can Kyrie also score 25 points, have two rebounds and three assists? Absolutely. So he's a good play for GPP. He should have a solid floor for cash games, so your 50-50s, you know, your heads ups and stuff like that. So makes a good play for each. Now again, I mentioned Sacramento. I can I would literally play four players from the Sacramento game and love every minute of it. The first one is Darren Fox. He really stepped up last year. He's he's a solid player now in the NBA. He loves these fast paced up tempo games because he likes to prove that he's the fastest guy in the league. Going against Phoenix, they're gonna have Ricky Rubio, who's an awful defender. He's a guy that I'm gonna like to target. And now that he's on Phoenix is a team that plays fast pace and little defense. Ricky Rubio is going to be a guy that you're going to want to expose. Um, Dame Lillard is another guy. He's probably going to be the second or third highest, if not the highest, against Denver. Denver is a pretty solid defensive team, except for at point guard. Jamal Murray's awful defender. But the problem is, if a opposing team has a legitimate point guard, they're going to put Gary Harris on him or Will Barton, who are long athletic defenders for, at, for point guards. Dame is kind of like Kyrie. He'll get into that mode where he'll just score if he has to and he won't do much else. I I like playing Dame. Might want to avoid him in this matchup because, again, Denver will most likely just put their best defenders on him and try to slow him down and make the rest of the team beat him. Solid play, just a little, a little tough. Before I mentioned Jeff Teague. Love Jeff Teague going against Kyrie. Kyrie just plays zero defense, absolutely zero defense. He just wants to do jelly roll finger rolls. Have a cool throw and be Uncle Drew. He, he just wants to score and embarrass players. He doesn't play any defense. He can get away with it this year because he's going to have DeAndre or Jared Allen on the court at all time protecting the rim. But Jeff Teague's a guy. He's going to get you like 14 points, 3 rebounds, 7 assists. And at his price, he's probably going to be a middle-tier player. He's a solid cash game guy. GPP doesn't really have the upside. But for cash games, Jeff Teague is a great play tomorrow, uh, tomorrow night. Derek White... For the San Antonio Spurs, it's probably going to be middle-tiered priced. He's going against the New York Knicks. New York Knicks have three point guards, and none of them play defense very well. Except for uh, Frank Nicotella. He's a solid defender, but he also has a hard time staying on the court. And he's usually playing shooting guard because he's a little big. 
And again, he's turnover prone. He's not really an NBA point guard. The Knicks reach for him in the draft. Thanks, Phil Jackson, for all you Knicks fans. Derek Boy is a guy that's he's going to start for San Antonio. Uh, Deontay, Deontay Murray is going to be out for this game. So Derek Boy is going to get a lot of the run, except for Patty Mills. It depends. If Derek Boy gets up to a hot start, he's going to play 35 minutes. He's a, he's a good GPP play. Could be a little bit risky of a cash game play. But if you're looking to save money, Derek White will probably be the guy that's going to help you save money at that position. But again, point guard, you really don't have to. Point guard usually has depth at most positions. And I like to pay up at point guard. Or if I'm going to pay down, I want to make sure the guy's going to get all the minutes and going to give me solid stats. Derek White might not be that guy. But for cash for a GPP in a big tournament, he could help win you a lot of money. Now, my last point guard play that I really like that stuck out to me is Darius Garland. Darius Garland against Orlando. Orlando is just an average NBA team. They're not good offensively. They're an average offensive team. They're probably a below-average defensive team. And whoever they run out at point guard, which I believe it's still, still Jameer Nelson. Um, You want to attack Jameer? No, he's probably not. Is he... No, he's not even... Where is he? Who is Orlando's point guard? See, without DraftKings on here, it's hard to tell who Orlando's point guard is. They have Evan Fournier. He's a shooting guard. Darren Ross, he's a shooting guard. DJ Augustine, yeah. It's going to be big, fat, slow DJ Augustine. He's not going to be able to stay in front of the number four pick this year. And Darius Garland. If they start him... Especially a point guard that's going to load up a lot of assists. And he's going to attack the rim a lot. I mean, that's that's his game. He's a great... I love this guy coming out of college. He's going to get Jameer Nelson defense, so look out for the, the lineups. So if he starts tonight, or tomorrow night, lock and load him. He's going to be cheap, and he, has, he should have a pretty decent floor. Now, at shooting guard, I love the Washington-Dallas. I love Luka Dantage and Bradley Beal. Both don't play defense. Both are going to shoot. Both are going to get rebounds. Both are going to assist. Get assists. So I'm going to love that. If you really want to play both of them against each other, I love that idea. Again, we know where Dallas' offense is going to come from. We know where Washington's offense is going to come from. And I kind of like guys that don't play defense because they're not going to get a lot of foul trouble. They're going to go for steals, but they're going to try and go in the passing lane. Love Luka Dantage and Bradley Beal in this game. Um, DeMar DeRozan, again, going against the New York Knicks. Um, RJ Barrett's going to get absolutely abused by DeMar DeRozan and DeMar usually goes low own in most situations because people think he's just a shooter but he's shown in the last season at least of San Antonio that he can do a little bit of rebounding a little bit of assists and he's gonna get you 25 a night I love DeMar he's a solid cash game and GPP I don't know if he has upside that he used to have when he's on the Raptors but I do love him in cash games again Playing both point shooting guards in a game or two position battles, I kind of like that. Devin Booker and Buddy Heald are, is the definition of no defense, all offense. Devin Booker is one of my favorite players in fantasy because he can erupt for 70 fantasy points or 70 real-life points at any night. Um, Buddy Heald's the same way. He's just going to shoot, 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 shoot. Devin Booker's going to do the same thing. Devin Booker's not going to have to play point guard this year, which really hurt him because he had a lot of turnovers. But now they have Ricky Rubio. They can get him space. He doesn't have to force the ball. He can get a couple open threes. And Buddy Hill's the same thing. He, the dude is buckets. I didn't like him coming out of Oklahoma, but now I really do, especially against Phoenix. Again, love this game. And if you want to play Bogdan Bogdanovich, his name is literally Bogdan Bogdan. Bogdan Bogdan Bogdanovich. 
Going against Phoenix, I mean, it's not, you're going to hear me saying this all year. You're going to attack Phoenix. You're going to attack Sacramento. You're going to attack. You're going to attack. You know, some of these teams night in and night out, and this is going to be one of them. Um, I love all three in this game. And if you want to get four, five, six players out of this game, it's a winning strategy. If you can pick the right game that goes bonkers or goes to overtime, and you stack that game, that's how you win tournaments. And if you stack the Sacramento Phoenix game, you know where the points are coming from. Both teams usually don't play their bench very much, and this game literally could go four overtimes because both teams just don't play defense. Love it, love it, love it. Last shooting guard, Will Barton, against the dude, when he they, he gets minutes, the dude puts up points. And the problem is, I love Michael Porter, Gary Harris is going to play a lot of minutes, and Jamal Murray. So he might just be like, he might start the game, then Michael Porter's going to come in, and then he'll back up Gary Harris. And when Gary Harris comes back in, he'll go back up Jamal Murray. So, again, love Will Barton, but these Portland games are so slow-paced that it just, like, it's, like, it's tough to watch. But Barton should get 30 minutes, if not a lot more. And with his all-around play and stat-stuffing ability, I absolutely love him. Small forward sucks. If LeBron, now that we don't have Durant, um, we don't have the big names on Kawhi, we don't Paul George. It's tough right now at small forward. And the top guy at small forward for me I mean, you're going to be able to get guys with dual eligibility, so like the Bogdan Bogdanovich, you're going to be able to do that. But just looking at straight small forward right now, Robert Covington going against Brooklyn. I love it. The dude's going to come in. He's going to shoot and shoot and shoot. But the problem is, if he's not making his shots, he's going to stop, and then he's just going to just he's going to be just a body out there. He's a GPP play, but if you can get some consistency in that offense, I absolutely love him in this game. He's he's a small forward that I like to do because in DK you get the three-point bonus. So what the dude's going to do, he's going to sh- sit in the corner and shoot threes like Robert Covington. Uh, Joe Ingles, that's my boy, Joe Ingles. He does a little bit of everything. He 15 points, five rebounds, five assists. Usually mid-tier priced, usually lower owned. But for cash games, Joe Ingles is a great player because he's he shows up every night. He plays hard, plays a little bit of defense, is part of the offense. And I love the addition of Mike Conley because he's going to find guys like Joe Ingles wide open for three. He's going to drive and he's going to draw the defenders, and Joe Ingles is going to benefit from this all season. He's got a doesn't have an extremely high. Is Joe Ingles going to get you a fifty burger? Probably not. Joe Ingles going to get you around twenty five to thirty. I think that's in his wheelhouse, and then and cheap in uh, cash games. Solid play. Absolutely love it. Now, Jonathan Isaac for Orlando going against Cleveland. Again, Cleveland's not a good defensive team. Jonathan Isaac is a guy who's just a GPP play because he's shown in games where he'll get you like 19 points, 7 rebounds, 5 assists, but there's also games where he gets in foul trouble because he tries to block too much or he tries to steal stupid stuff. And it's like him playing on 2K and he's trying to hit the ball around. You're like, dude, stop reaching. You're not going to steal. And even if you do, you're not. You're just going to knock it out of bounds. So again, Jonathan Isaacs is a solid GPP play because he's got the upside where if all things go right, he could get you like a 40, 45, maybe 50 burger, but all things need to go right. And this is the matchup he's going to do. He's going to get Osman on him. I mean, Osman is just a slow-ass white dude who's not going to do much on the NBA court. Uh, to be aforementioned, TJ Warren now on the Indiana's, Indianapolis Pacers. This was my go-to dude when he was on Phoenix, man. He did everything. He'd score, rebound, get some steals, get some blocks. I want to put him in my cash game, but it really is going to come down to his minutes in Indy. 
If he's getting 30-plus minutes, he's a lock and load every night because he does a little bit of everything. In a new system, on a new team that plays slow compared to Phoenix, it can be just you're looking at his score in the second quarter and you're punching yourself right in the face and you're trying to figure out why you played him. But then there's other nights when he gets the minutes that he's got like 30 points at halftime. You're like, holy crap, this guy's like 4% owned. Thank you, baby Jesus. So again, small forward stinks. Those are four guys I like. And you're going to get those dual eligible guys on DraftKings. FanDuel, not so much because you just have the one position per player, which kind of stinks. That's why I kind of stay away from FanDuel. So those are my four plays as of now. I'll probably tweet some out on the Elite Sports page just for some DraftKings plays. So we'll see when the slate comes out. Power forward is a little bit loaded. Um, we have some injury news, actually. Blake Griffin is, has a hamstring injury, and they're saying he's going to miss some time maybe until middle November. So that makes me really like him for... Makes me really like DeAndre Jordan or DeAndre, Andre Drummond because no one else is going to get rebounds on that team. Detroit is basically Blake Griffin and Drummond. And they've battled over rebounds. And Blake was their point guard at most of the time last year. He hit threes. He got rebounds. He had assists. He got buckets. Him going down is a big injury. And I'm trying to look right now to see who Detroit's backup power forward is. Um, I know it's not Dennis Rodman. He played a little while ago. Jeez. Um, I am down, far down this list right now. Christian Wood. Christian, would you not be in my lineup, please? I mean, that's going to be awful. Oh, he showed last year or in the preseason. No, last year, last game of the season, he put up 26-12 and 12 and for 37 fantasy points. But, oh, Christian Wood, get out of my face. Who else do they have to have somebody else? They have to have a doofy white guy somewhere in the roster. Guys, I'm looking. This is ugly. I'm going to have to tweet this one out tomorrow, but, man, that's ugly. Christian Wood, I don't know about that. You might want to avoid that altogether and just go Andre Drummond because he's going to get all the minutes, he's going to get all the rebounds, and his foul shooting has improved a lot where he's not like an eyesore or he's not going to make you punch yourself in the face. Thon Maker, oh no, Thon Maker. Let me read you something from his last fantasy game, his last preseason game. Maker managed just two points on 0 for 8 shooting. He made two foul shots and ten rebounds and five assists and one steal and one block. So basically, Thon Maker is just a really super long African-looking dude who can't score. But if there's no other power forwards on Detroit, I mean, damn. He might get a ton of minutes, and he's going to be dirt cheap because if Blake wasn't hurt, he wouldn't see the court at all. Man, Thon Maker or Christian Wood, whoever gets those minutes, they're going to be dirt cheap tomorrow night. And they can really give you great value. I mean, all you need is like 15 fantasy points, 6 rebounds, 6 points and a block, and their night is set for you. And they could go monstrous because there's nobody else. It's going to be pretty interesting who they're starting, but as of now, I want to target whoever starts because there's so many minutes to go around in Detroit at the power forward position. And that was talking Detroit Pistons basketball. I think I might be the first and last person to do that this year. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, power forward. I love the Marcus Aldridge. LaMarcus Aldridge is going against Julius Randle. Again, I like Julius Randle. He just doesn't play defense. He's going to try to block everything. And he gets in trouble a lot when he's on the court and he goes against guys that try to bully him. And LaMarcus Aldridge 
is a monster, and he's going to back you down and hit that mid-range. I love the Marcus Aldridge. Great cash game. Could, should have no problem getting you 35 DraftKings points. Could he explode for a 50-burger? Absolutely. Um, great play. I love Marvin Bagley against Phoenix. Phoenix, power forward Dario Saric. Um, Kelly Oubre, they might start at the power, at power forward. I don't know what they're doing. Marvin Bagley is a great play. He's going to get a lot of minutes again. You want teams that don't have a lot of depth. Sacramento doesn't have a lot of depth. They have a lot of young guys. They're going to play these young guys. So Marvin Bagley is going to benefit from that. Great matchup. Great opportunity. Should be around mid-tier. Love it. Um, I think it's time for me to mention the white guy, Laurie Marketing, against the Charlotte Bobcats. Oh, the Bobcats are awful. You're going to want to target them. They didn't even offer Kemba Walker, their, franch their best franchise player since probably Alonzo Mourning and Larry Johnson, a contract. Oh, I mean, you kind of kind of got to respect it because they're not going anywhere with them, and they might as well just go full tank and hope they get a top five pick and that top five pick hits. But Laurie Marketing is the man. He's going to shoot a ton. He's going to get rebounds. And again, you get these big guys that can hit threes, they give you that .5 bonus. I love that as a DraftKings play. Laurie Markkinen, love him. This one, this one goes back for a while for me, guys. Kevin Love was probably my first true love of fantasy basketball. When there's nothing better than seeing shaved head, fat-bodied Kevin Love in Minnesota putting up 40.20 rebound numbers, and you're sitting there looking at him like, this dude it looks like he should be working at Subway, but he's getting monster 40-20 games. Now he's a GQ model, skinny, nice little beard, perfectly trimmed hair. Um, if he's not under miniature restriction, I love him because Aaron Gordon is an awful defender. And he should easily get him in foul trouble. Kevin Love's a great play if he has no minutes restriction. <sighs> if he's playing around 25, he's borderline in cash games because he's he's going to be Cleveland's go-to guy. So I like that. Again, Julius Randle, I like him a lot. He's going to be the New York Knicks top guy this season. It's, he's just going to be, he might be too highly priced. Because he's going to be their go-to guy. So keep an eye on his price. If it's around that 7,200 to 6,500 range, I love him. If he's anything more than that, it's going to be tough. Because, again, he can get in foul trouble and he can just put up a goose egg real quick. Or, again, he's one of those guys that can get you 12 and 10 in the first quarter. And you're like, holy crap, this guy, he's the next coming of, you know, Carl Malone. So keep an eye out. It's going to be interesting to see if the Knicks don't restrict him. Like I feel like Julius Randle has been in every stop in his life. I like paying up for center most nights because you just get that dominant position. And most are going to shy away from Joel Embiid because his history against Boston. And he hasn't, he's been pretty inconsistent against him, but the main reason for that was Al Horford. Al Horford is now on his team. Um, love the Joel Embiid. He's going to go against Aaron Baines or Anus Canner. And if your name ever rhymes with penis, probably don't want to... You know, roster a guy too often. Um, tonight, you're not rostering any Boston big. You're rostering Joel Embiid. And if you're going to pay up for a guy, ask yourself that question. 50-burger? Absolutely. This could be a 60-70 point taco burrito. We have to come up with like a 60-point 60 point, 60 point pizza pot. I don't, I don't know. We have to figure out something because he's going to go monster bonkers tonight. Joel Embiid is my top play tonight. Again, Andre Drummond, I usually wouldn't like this because the Pacers do play at a slow pace, and Miles Turner and Sabonis are decent 
defenders down low. They're not great, but they're, they usually don't get destroyed. But Andre Drummond's going to probably play 40 minutes t- tomorrow. Should get a 20-20 game, at least a 15-20 game, because the team's just going to give him the ball. But with the Blake Griffin injury, that game could get ugly quick, and both teams could be sitting there starting in the fourth. Um, Drummond, man. He's a GPP play cash game with a blowout potential. I don't care what you think about Derrick Rose. He's still a doo-doo. Um, he's not going to save Detroit. Like him, but it could get ugly, and he could get you like 30 points at halftime. It looks good, and then he only gets you 32 for the rest because the game gets ugly. Um, DeAndre, DeAndre Ayton against Sacramento. I don't even know who Sacramento's big man is right now. Who is Sacramento King's center? I don't think it really matters. I mean, Vladi Divac probably is their best center at this point. Oh, Dwayne Dedman. All right, Dwayne Dedman's a decent player, decent defender, but he's not going to be able to keep up with Ayton. If you actually want to play um, Dwayne Dedman, I probably wouldn't mind that either. He's going to be cheap, and he's going to get you about 8 points and 12 rebounds. Aiton is a guy that should do decent, and it's not a bad play. Another guy I'm really liking, now the the Brooklyn centers, they have Jared Allen and DeAndre. You can't play DeAndre at power forward because he has no shooting ability. If they play Jared Allen at the 4 and then DeAndre at the 5, which is tough to do because they're both so slow and big that both team, other teams are just going to spread them out and shoot 3s. I like DeAndre because... Um, oh, because Carl Anthony Towns is, is an awful defender. Jared Allen and DeAndre Jordan are solid defenders. Staying away from Carl Anthony, I think he's going to get destroyed. But if you want to play DeAndre, I like it. Jared Allen has a little bit more risk because I don't know how much you're going to play him. They're not going to bring in DeAndre Jordan for all that money and not play him. I love him as a sneaky play because he's going to get you 15 rebounds and 10 points and 2 blocks and maybe a steal. And at his cheap price, which I think it's going to be, he's going to give you amazing value. Um, just looking around, Nikola Vucevic, I like him a lot. Cleveland, Tristan Thompson is about 5'10", so he should dominate him. Again, I like Nikola Jokic, but <sighs> I like Hassan Whiteside too. But I think they're just going to beat up on each other, and I don't think anyone's really going to excel in this matchup. I like both of them for season long in most of these matchups, but Jokic and Whiteside, I think, are just going to beat up on each other. One of them is going to get in foul trouble. I don't know which one it is. It's probably going to be Whiteside because he can't seem to play more than five minutes without getting in foul trouble. Um, Bam. I love Bam on Miami. Bam. Adiabayo. It's probably the only way to say his name. Uh, going against Memphis. Slow game. Don't really like many players in this game because it's just a slow, ugly game. But if you want to play Bam, it should be halfway decent price. And he still gets his when he plays. Miles Turner. No, you could. Uh, Drummond's a decent defender. He's not that great. He's more of a, just a, he doesn't get blocks on the guys guarding. He gets blocks on guys that drive by their guys and gets blocks. Turner needs to play, but again, that game might get ugly. Indiana is pretty good. Cody Zeller starting center for the Bobcats. And say what you want, if he's below 5,500, he's probably going to be a lock and load for me at center. Get you 12 and 8. At his price, it's all you need. Mitchell Robinson, man. I was in a draft this weekend, and he went 25th overall, and that's just a joke because I don't know. They have so many centers, and he's already questionable heading into the matchup. 
Not against San Antonio, maybe not for the season, and I'm not really buying him. Boban, if he gets some minutes, he should dominate. Um, Thomas O'Brien, or Thomas Bryant, going against Boban, he's just going to take him out. And Boban, you can score on a little bit, but you're not going to post him up. That's really it at center. Tristan going against Vucevic, but I think Kevin Love's going to play most of the minutes that's there. And that's pretty much the whole slate right now, guys. Again, I don't have the pricing because DraftKings didn't come out with them. As of now, by the time I'm recording this, but I'm going to do this tomorrow. I'm going to try to do this the night before every time so you guys have enough time to listen to it. Again, I don't know the pricing yet, but I'm going to give you guys the key matchups that I like that I went over. Sacramento, Phoenix, Brooklyn, Minnesota. I like the Brooklyn guys like Kyrie Irving and DeAndre. Minnesota, you can really play Carl Anthony. He's kind of matchup proof, but DeAndre's not easy to score on. Um, I love the... Washington-Dallas matchup for the shooting guards. Again, Sacramento-Phoenix, I keep matching it, but that that's just a, that's, that's a game that's going to get you hard where you make babies. Love that. Philly, you can play anybody in Philly, really, because they're not going to play much bench. But I love Ben Simmons, but Marcus Smart and Boston just seem to kind of know how to play him. So that's a little tough. Like the Orlando-Cleveland game, that's always a sneaky game to play. And if you want to stack that, both teams don't have much depth, and that game has, again, potential to go super deep in overtimes, and um, that's really it right now, guys. Not a huge slate tomorrow, but a lot bigger than what it is tonight. Again, let's let's build something here, guys. I'm looking to build something. I'm going to start putting stuff out on Elite on Twitter. I'm going to start putting this out as many days as there's, if there's more than six games like there is tonight, I'm going to put it out. Let's build this up. Let's build up the fantasy, the fantasy sports playbook. Let's build this into a community. Let's, I'm going to be more active on Twitter. Let's get out and get it, guys, and let's get that money. It's Dotto. Thank you for having me tonight, guys. I'll see you guys tomorrow.